The elders tell of a young ball much like you. He bounced three meters in the air. Then he bounced 1.8 meters in the air. Then he bounced four meters in the air. Do I make myself clear? Mr. Ambassador, our people tell the same story. Welcome to the world of tomorrow. This is Back to the Futurama, your podcast voyage through one of the greatest TV shows Fox ever canceled. I'm Mike. And I'm Ben. And today we're talking about season two, episode 17, War is the H word. War. What is it good for? Episodes of Futurama. Sure is. So what do you suppose the H word stands for? Heroes? Heroes. That has to be it. War is heroes. War, yep. War is heroes. War is hoagies. Ooh, I like that. I, I would go to <laughs> war with, with a hoagie. I would win, of course, because they're delicious. It's true. And they don't really fight back. Unless. Unless. Food poisoning. Ooh, get you on the second, the second wave. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> no i think we all know what the the h word in mm-hmm. this title is uh talking about yeah, hockey yeah war is hockey <laughs> I, bet, I bet i bet friend of the podcast Emma would agree uh, i mean she has some very strong feelings about hockey so she sure does yes uh regardless um yes this is war is the h word is Excellent. the episode we're talking about today Again, no no cold opening. And like I said, I think nope. it's just kind of the, the thing for season two. Yeah, that's true. Although we did have the molt, molten boron, but that was more of an It's not ad even really a cold, cold open. It's a fake ad. Yeah, you're right about that. Also, just as a reminder, if you're watching this uh, on Netflix along with us, uh, this Netflix says this is part of season three, and it's not. So don't be too confused. Oh, about, Netflix. Yeah, it's trying to get, change history. It's going to get real weird in a couple of episodes when the order is completely wrong and different. So, hooray! Won't you join us on this journey, friends? I mean, they come this far, so. Well, they could always say, well, "I'm done with this." That would we be would, a smart we, move. We we hope you don't because we sure do enjoy doing it for you. But I, we understand. So, anyways, we don't get a cold open. Uh, it starts out at the seven to the eleven. Mm-hmm. It's open twenty eight hours. Mm-hmm. And there's a sign in the window that I only got now for the very first time because I have finally read Cat's Cradle okay. by Kurt Vonnegut. Free bag of Ice Nine with six pack. You'll have to explain that to me because I've not read that. Ad- addition, okay, and another aside, we watched This is Spinal Tap the other day, yes, so we, we can sure cross did. that one off. Hooray. How's that watching being John Malkovich going? I have not done it as of yet. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'll, I can, I, I appreciate my question being answered with an aside <laughs> about nothing in particular. I'd make a fantastic politician. So no. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, speaking, speaking of war, let's go back to the Futurama episode. Yeah. So they are in the seven to the 11 and they are buying some gum 
Yeah, Fry is trying to peruse the gum and trying to decide his favorite, and he decides a big pink. The the only gum with the breath breath freshening power of ham. And it pinkens your che- teeth while you chew. I can think of no better gum whatsoever. It wins out over Spider Yum and Hubble Bubble and a third one that I missed. I can't imagine why. I well, mean I mean Hubble Bubble actually sounds pretty good. It does. Spider Yum less so. <laughs> Very much less so. They go up to pay for the gum, and the guy in front of them is decked out in a military mm-hmm. uniform. He's a sergeant. And he's buying $100 worth of pixie sticks and porno mags. And he gets a military discount, 5%. So uh, he gets this. He gets his pixie sticks and porno mags at the steal of a price of $95. I, if you get the discount, uh, that's pretty good. They get up to pay for their big pink, and they're like... I think you're forgetting our 5% military discount. It, it turns out that that discount is only for military people. This is an outrage. The cashier says, if you're not satisfied in every way, I hate you, and hits a button and they get kicked out of the store. He says that's the official store policy, which is um, pretty fantastic. It's, it's a good uh, store policy to have, I think, especially when you have a, a button that will turn on a treadmill that kicks people out of the store. They, they feel this is a slight against them. It's the worst kind of discrimination, the kind against Bender. Of and course. so they decide what they're going to do is they are going to sign up for the army to get their discount and then immediately quit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there is this is a plan that cannot possibly go wrong. Yes. The, uh, the recruiter at the recruiting agency says uh, there's no obligation unless war were declared. And then an alarm starts going off. And they're like, what is that? War were declared. <laughs> I just love his, like, j- he d- just, yeah. It's it's terrific. A- and this, is, this happens after they've already signed. So they are part of the military now. It's true. They can't get out because uh, they are actively at war. Yeah, and then- at this exact moment, two seconds after they've signed the paperwork and asked it's- about quitting after using their discount for gum. It's a very good timing. Keep in mind, the gum was like, what, 45 cents? Uh, 40 cents. 40 cents. So what is 5% of that? Not a lot. A couple cents, maybe? So this is all over a couple of cents. This matches kind of what Fry and Bender would do, though. It cuts to the port, the the spaceport, where they are already getting shipped out. Mm -hmm. They're at Zap's ship, the Nimbus. And so, of course, Zap Brannigan is there, and he is... Oh, Zap. Yeah, he is there greeting all the uh, fresh meat, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fry and Bender show up with their their belongings, and Hermes says, I don't want you to worry about your jobs when you're gone, so I'm firing you now, and hands them pink slips. And then he gets kind of torn up about it. Mm-hmm. Like, he's he's just, he's really sad. He, he, he showed his caring in his own Hermes way. Leela also wants to join the army because, as she puts it, her friends tend to die if she's not there to protect them. I mean, I think that's a fair point. Uh, Zap kind of says that the army has instituted a, a, a men-only policy um, and then kind of insinuates it's only when he's in command, which would make sense because he's uh, he doesn't tend to keep his eyes on the prize. Well, depends on what you mean by the prize. Hey-o! Uh, yes, he basically it is 
literally his fault that women aren't allowed in the military. Yeah, I think he says a lot of harmless pinching is part of the reasoning. Uh-huh. And and just the number of men who died because of distracting low-cut uniforms. And it's all a very sexist ordeal. Yeah. Leela says that she should teach him a thing or two. And he says, well, if, if this is a romance thing, I should warn you. I have a very sexy learning disorder. And asks Kiff, and he says, uh, what it's called, and he says, sex Lexia. <laughs> I just love how dejected he sounds when it's very he has good. to say, when he has to utter the word sex Lexia, he's just like, I can't believe I'm saying this. This is so dumb, but, <sighs> but sex Lexia. <laughs> I, I do, I empathize with Kiff in that moment because. Boy, howdy, that is not a that that is not a term whatsoever. Leela's not allowed. And that's that. End of end of story. End of story. That does not come back at all. Never ever. Never ever. So they're all on the, the ship going to war. Um, and Zap is giving them a speech, of which the important part is is the quote A few of you will be forced through a fine mesh screen for your planet. That's also the that's the only part of that speech I wrote down as well because you're right that is the only important part of that speech. Like it's one of those um, kind of standard like you're going to fight and you're going to die for your country but it's all for the greater good or whatever. The so. greater good. I sure did that. Um but but that one bit is probably the funniest thing to me. No, I'm I'm with you. Although he does also point out that uh the people who are forced through a fine mesh screen, they will be the luckiest of all. <laughs> I can that's that's a very interesting way to put that. There's a part of me that kind of wants to know why he feels that they are the luckiest of all, but mostly I don't want to know. Mostly not. Fry and Bender are not too happy about uh, mm-hmm. their lot in life, and yeah. to make matters worse, Fry points out that this ham gum is all bones, and he spits them out, and you can hear bones clatter. It's <laughs> it's the greatest payoff to the joke possible. I mean, it's just. I, I think it's so ridiculous because I'm still I'm still stuck on the idea of ham gum. I, I'm pretty sure the writers are like, this sounds hilarious. I'm going to write it down. And they're like, we just have to make keep coming back to this. If you got to keep coming back to the well, make sure that well is full of big pink. The only gum that pinkens your teeth while you chew. Uh, I am disgusted. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Um, so uh, they are currently traveling to planet Spheron 1, a desolate, ugly little planet with absolutely no natural resources or strategic value. And somebody is like, what is, what is so important about this rock that it's worth dying for? And Zap is like, I don't know. You're the ones who are going to be dying for it. <laughs> it's the worst deflection ever. Like... <laughs> Sorry. It was worse than my deflection earlier, and that was a pretty bad deflection. Uh-huh, sure. So. Well, it is Zap. I'm one better than Zap, which is minimal goal in life, and I'm succeeding. Hashtag life goals. Hashtag life goals. Hashtag better than Zap. Hashtag fine mesh screen. <laughs> <laughs> Tweet at Back to Futurama with hashtag fine mesh screen the dumbest that's the dumbest thing we've ever said on this oh i can guarantee you that's not correct 
tweet hashtag find mesh screen at back to Futurama. It's a reference to the show we're talking about. It's not like we're talking about battle bots or candles. I can go get another candle. Let's talk about okay. candle. Let's go to candle corner. <laughs> the we, recurring segment. We did mention uh, the candle thing to somebody and they're like, wait, you actually do it. Like they got excited. <laughs> I can. It's it's amazing to me. They got excited that this Futurama podcast may yeah. have a corner where we discuss candles we've smelled recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I hear you about the Futurama, but tell me more about this candle you have. <laughs> I, uh, I want to hear more about this. I can see in the future in like three months we have a weird spin-off podcast from Back to the Futurama that's the the candle corner and we're just talking about candles for half an hour. <laughs> and that will be more more popular than get, this one. We're gonna get way more listeners oh, yeah. to the candle corner. Candle corner with Ben and Mike. <laughs> if we ever do that, that has to be the theme song. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Um yeah, so then they go through this little, little bit of like a um, training montage. Um, sure. Um, uh, oh, before that, yeah. actually, it, it Zap does point out that they know nothing about the language, culture, or even what the enemy looks like. But it's safe to assume that they stand for everything we don't stand for. Also, they told Zap they, that, that the soldiers look like dorks. They look like dorks. And Bender is literally about to fight somebody? Uh-huh. So it worked. So yes, then there's a training montage. You get a little bit of the. Um, it's I, I I mean I wrote it down as training montage, but it's not really. It's not like backed by music or anything. I mean, you got to like have a good vignettes and things to like be that. a real montage. You have to have montage training music. Sure, but so. the, but they they keep up with like quick little gags during right. Them, so. I mean, it's it's your basic, uh, you know men running through like you know tire drills and under things mm-hmm. and making tents out of pills that uh, activated by a drop of water fry takes the pill instead of putting it on the ground and putting a dash of water on it and a tent comes firing out of his mouth there's also a little bit i like where they're doing that uh like star wars mm-hmm. uh lightsaber like fighting the the remote thing but it turns out it's a pinata because fry hits it and it just explodes with candy my favorite part is everyone rushes to get the candy and fry's like looking around it with the like the blaster helmet that's closed and just like what's going on hey anybody know what's going on i i think i hit it if he were truly a jedi he could feel the candy like on the floor and he could just force grab that candy so he's got some training to do are we creating a alternate timeline where fry is a jedi is fry the last jedi maybe find out this december that would be the biggest reveal in star wars history (laughs) and i would love it forever as long as jar jar and no 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 never there's a whole there's a whole like training montage with luke and ray on this island and then he's like okay i'm just i'm just messing with you that guy is the last jedi and it's billy west and he's just hanging out with like a lightsaber is he dressed as fry yes excellent absolutely 100 percent. billy west dressed as fry with a lightsaber hanging out on this island with luke it's it's too bad we have to drop this this scoop we have just in the <laughs> middle of the podcast but w- i'm sure we'll put an uh, like a very big thing up as we put it up be like there's a huge spoiler in the last jedi on this you can't uh-huh. if you w- if you want to go in fresh don't listen to this 
I will make sure to remember to put that warning on this on the show notes. 100% won't forget that. Not at all. Not at even. So, yeah, they, they do this whole training montage. And then the very last part of this is that they're all running... Uh, just running. I think well, it's kind of an obstacle, obstacle course because there's a part where they they're crawling sure. under barbed wire, so and going through tires. And this one man kind of uh, rushes past everybody, and he's making great time. And he crosses the finish line, and and Kiff even remarks like, you know, that he made great time. Uh, Fry points out that that guy makes Speedy Gonzalez look like regular Gonzalez, and this guy has a purple goatee. Mm-hmm. And like of uh uh goggles covering his eyes that are definitely two eyes. Definitely two eyes. He definitely has two eyes. Yes, this this uh recruit uh makes up the name Lee Lemon. It's very clear that it's a made up name because sh- the recruit <laughs> How far do we want to keep this this sh- Oh no, I wrote a note that says it's obviously in all caps Leela with a fake beard. It is so, 100% obvious that it's Leela with a fake beard. Yeah. I also wrote the word obviously, but I did not put it in uppercase. So, uh, yeah, it's it's Leela. And she comes up with Lee, la, man, la, man, lemon, Lee, lemon, sir. In a totally convincing, just 100% not made up way. Well, it is Zap, so he's convinced. I just wrote down the note, Zap is getting a crush on Lemon, dot, dot, dot. Yeah, that's that's pretty much the through line for Zap in this episode. He does, he does note, like, this young man fills me with hope and some other emotions that are deeply weird and confusing. He also buys, I believe, 10 cases of pertinent popular lotion? Because, well... Zap grabs, like, like slaps... No, does, does the, the usual, yeah. like, sports butt slap sports butt slap that's my new band name (laughs) okay um yes he does the he does the sports butt slap and leela turns around and slaps him and and he does remark just how despite how masculine and strong this this hand is it's also very soft and delicate terrific I maybe looked a little bit too much into Mike's eyes while saying that. Yeah, and was, I think um, there was an odd energy in the room, and uh, I'm not sure if I like it or love it. The weirdest part is that my girlfriend is here in the studio today watching us do this episode. And yes, the studio. <laughs> and so, yeah, that happened. <laughs> Later on in the mess hall, everybody decides to to sit down with Lemon. Who is kind of sitting by herself eating, or him, her, herself. Yeah, Lemon is sitting by himself, and everybody comes over and is like, hey, can we sit here? And he's like, yeah, sure. I mean, we're all guys here, sweaty, hairy, gassy guys. And it's just, it's beating the viewer over the head with the... Hey, it's Leela. It's Leela. It's Leela. Well, and I also just like the fact that Fry's like, oh, yeah, you make a good point. I guess. Like, he's he's like, no, this totally makes sense for a person to say, I think. Like, it's, yeah. Um, 
and they're all talking and one of the there's that like country hick sort of dude who's got like uh, uh like a, a piece a of uh, wheat sticking out of his teeth and he's also not in uniform yeah he's he's, he's very little he's wearing like overalls or something he was doing that during the obstacle course as well and he was always in the front which is hilarious and but yeah he's like any of you guys got special ladies back home and fry points out that uh there's this there's this girl that he works with who he's uh kind of into and <laughs> lemon is like oh what what kind of girl is she you know like blonde chinese or cyclops oh cyclops oh which it's weird because it's this it, is the first time where Le- it's like, lemon also finishes it she sounds sweet yes um, because of the fact that she knows the cyclops part but yeah, so it, it's interesting to me because this is sort of the first time where Leela seems to care that Fry is into her because it's come up a lot already mm-hmm. in the show, yeah. but it's always just like, no, it's not going to happen. Like not the Valentine's Day episode. Or on the Titanic or mm-hmm. uh, in the sewer when she's like, I love all living creatures. And he's like, even me. And she's like, you know, as a friend. Like, it's this repeated thing, and all of a sudden, she's like, aw. Like, it's kind of weird. It's very, it's a little out of character, I think. Fair, but I think it's, it, it, it's a, it's a device at this point to make sure, like, hey, you remember it's Leela. Like, she's got that kind of softness, too. I mean, I didn't really forget that it was Leela. Well, I'm just saying. Well, I'm just saying. Well, all right. Let's just keep saying things, then. It cuts to uh, a speech being given by... Well, well, yes. Well, Zap comes over and starts talking oh, yes, with Lemon a little bit, that. and then an alarm goes off, and uh, Lee, uh, Lee is like, I need to get going, and Zap says, shh, <laughs> don't speak, just go. Yeah. It's a very interesting moment. So then they, they all go to the... Uh, like, a, like a briefing room. Yeah. yeah. And it says, uh, they say... This is the moment we were training for all yesterday afternoon. <laughs> the best army in the in the universe. Uh-huh. And Zap says, as you know, the most important uh, the best strategy is surprise. So, surprise, and he hits a button and drops them all on the planet with no warning or plan or anything. Like they just all drop onto sphere on one into i mean it is a very desolate sort of Mm -hmm. wasteland there's nothing but like greenish yellow rocks as far as the eye can see it's almost like zap is a terrible commander because remember his his he he gained command by sending wave and wave of his own men into the the sites of killbots so he's got a leadership style is what you're saying kind of yeah okay they get unceremoniously dumped on the planet and one of the guys uh, in the platoon is like, this is the worst part. The calm before the battle. Oh, the battle's not that bad? Oh, right. I forgot about the battle. And he starts, like, whimpering. And, <laughs> and then you finally see the enemy. And they're balls. They sure are balls. Like, literal. Circular. Spherical. Pink. Balls. Balls. Yep. So strap in, because we're going to be talking an awful lot about balls for the next 20 minutes or so. We sure are. And thus begins the battle. <laughs> battle of the balls. 
<laughs> well, excellent. Uh, <laughs> uh, so you 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 know the, there's a lot of different scenes here in the battle. Uh, Bender comes over to a dying soldier who tells him, "Give this to my son." And Bender starts to walk away. He's like, "Wait, I didn't tell you where he lives yet." And Bender's like, "I think your son would also love those boots." My favorite part of this battle is that their guns are ray guns that you have to like crank up and they play Pop Goes the Weasel as you crank them. It's very good. And so you get these scenes where everybody's like reloading, you know, like recharging their guns and you just hear five, ten guns going do 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 like it's very good. It's it's very good. And at one point, uh Fry is the is to cover the rest of them as they're doing the the recharging. Um and he sees a bunch of balls coming towards him and he instead of trying to fire at them and cover for their, his squad mates he fires directly into the ground creating a hole and jumps inside and then a bunch of balls all line up and sort of do this like pool like billiards shot mm-hmm. where they hit a a ball that is like a bomb a bomb yeah like this instead of being pink it's like an an actual like black color and has like a a fuse and every like classic cartoon bomb yeah and it rolls over and bender decides to save everybody by getting on top of it and putting it in his chest compartment He, he he says if they make a stamp of me tell them to use the young bender those would be Kind of amazing last words. Pretty good. I think that's going to be my goal is that I want those to be my last words <laughs> somehow. Not not the young Ben, mind you, the young Bender. <laughs> okay, great. I want a stamp of me that shows the young Bender. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, I can't even... Oh man. So yeah, he, he he Bender opens his compartment and like lays on top of the bomb and the bomb explodes and his body kind of increases out into a crumpled like bomb explosion a little bit, but it mostly stays together. It's just now stretched out. All of a sudden, the tone in the episode shifts and suddenly it's a straight up mash parody. Sure is. Because he's being flown into this army hospital and they make no um or they're they're not even like pretending to hide they're like this is mash we're making mash jokes yeah like welcome to the mash segment of the episode um like it's it plays music that's very reminiscent of the mash theme um they go into this uh tent and there's uh one of the surgeons is even called I Hawk in like lowercase I Hawk yeah. instead of Hawkeye. And everybody's sort of doing that mash thing where like, oh, we're working on patients but making jokes at the same time. Sure. Um Zoidberg is one of the doctors in, in the MASH unit. Um and he it he he's very efficient at killing the soldiers. He asks for a scalpel, does a thing, asks for a blood bucket, and then asks for a priest. Next patient. Uh, Ihawk uh, tells the doctor to leave some for the enemy to kill. And he also has a switch from irreverent to maudlin. Yep. And uh, my favorite bit about that is when he's like, he switches it down to the the maudlin and he's like, this isn't a war. It's a murder. And he sh- flips it back up to uh, 
um what was the top one again is irreverent. Uh, irreverent and he's like this isn't war it's a moida like <laughs> it's very good yeah <laughs> I, don't, I don't even have i don't have follow-up on that joke i just like that joke a lot i mean it's so good it's right very good. like and it's like if you if you had to sum up the entirety of mash into a one scene of an animated cartoon show they did it they did in yeah. this right here because it's like no that's exactly what it was here's some crazy jokes here's some realizations that war is in fact the h word mm-hmm. which is the name of the episode war How is about hockey that? yep war is hockey and like they they nail it so completely yeah. and so perfectly and it's fantastic it's it's one of those times where the writers definitely knew what they were going for and you know, knew everything about what they were trying to go for and then nailed it. Well, and I imagine a lot of the the writers who wrote for Futurama probably grew up watching MASH. I mean, oh, it, it makes sense. So, like, they, that's probably material they know backwards and forwards. Exactly. Uh, Fry is kind of watching outside the, ma- the MASH tent uh, to, to see if Bender's going to be okay. Um, Zap comes over and, and demotes him, or I'm sorry, de-promotes him. Right, not demote, but he depromotes. Yes, uh, and he he depromotes him to the most humiliating job there is, Kiff's assistant. Well, that doesn't sound so bad. You'll speak when you're spoken to him, you worm. Yeah, Kiff suddenly turns into the biggest a hole <laughs> ever because finally he's got someone to boss around, a thing he's never had before. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Indeed, even when you're Kiff. Even when you're Kiff. So so Bender is brought into the med tent, um, and Nixon wants him fixed. Yeah, like they're they're ready to. Everybody else is ready to just be like, "Well, that's it." Uh, Zap, I believe, orders a him to be melted down and made into a statue of himself. <laughs> it's true. Which is also what I want to have happen to me when I'm gone. Good luck with that. <laughs> I I look forward to this challenge. <laughs> how 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 does one melt down a person? That's an entirely different podcast altogether. It's fair. We'll take that to that other podcast. The candle one? The because candle that's one. Because that's going to be weird. <laughs> 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 okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, but everybody else is ready to just write off Bender as dead and... Yeah, you're right. Of all things, Nixon is like, no, we need to fix this robot up. That's that's a very interesting thing for Nixon to say. Hmm. Later on, they are in the uh, officer's club tent. Mm-hmm. And Zap is enjoying a pre-war scotch. Which he believes that, and this kills me inside <laughs> as a scotch drinker, he believes that what makes the scotch on the rocks is that you need the little umbrella in the scotch which there's so many things wrong with that there's a lot wrong with that statement but it's also zap so he orders kiff to make it again bender comes in and he's he's on a he kind of looks like he's on a wheelchair actually they just attach some wheels to him and they've got clickety clackers and it goes click 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 it's very funny and then we find out the reason nixon uh wanted to save him is that he wants this this decorated war hero to go on a diplomatic mission to try to make peace with the balls. <laughs> it's a very funny statement. Uh, Bender is excited about uh, going on a mission, but less excited about going on a mission of peace. He's also being sent with 
the head of uh, Henry Kissinger, which is interesting. Yeah. Uh, Makes for some good jokes later on. It sure which we'll does. Get to. Uh, the aliens' mysterious leaders are the brain balls. They've got a lot of brains and they've got a lot of chutzpah. Oh, that's that kills me every time. <laughs> Especially because he does this like cupping motion with his hand. <laughs> true look i warned everybody we're gonna talk about a lot of balls on this episode we sure do content warning this episode may contain balls viewer discretion is advised hazardous ball warning (laughs) (laughs) this podcast is rated podcast 13 for extensive balls i thought you were gonna say b for balls (laughs) i was laughing to myself already dial b for balls Uh, there's also a scene after that where they are in the uh, shower tent. Yeah. And Zap is taking a shower who's getting his uh, back uh, uh, washed by Kiff, who is in the shower getting his back washed by Fry. Who is singing uh, I'm Walking on Sunshine. As he does. It's true. It's a, it's a Fry thing. That's like canon. Mm-hmm. And... Nixon, oh no, Lemon comes in Mm -hmm. and is like, oh, I guess I'll come back later. And Zap is like, no, it's it's fine. I just finished. And he gets out and he's standing there butt naked. Mm -hmm. And uh, (laughs) my one of my favorite jokes, Lemon is like, perhaps you should put on a towel, sir. And he's like, oh, good idea. And then he wraps one around his head. (laughs) And he's like, yeah, no, this totally makes sense. Uh, Lee basically like dives into this his shower to to avoid the rest of it, and uh, Nixon comes in and Kiff is holding him down, Gizmo level. I, I'm I'm using the terminology from the episode. It's true. Um, and he says I haven't you know lived a thousand years and traveled a gazillion miles to s- look at another man's Gizmo. Kiff, raise him up to about nipple high. I it it kills me. It kills me every time. <laughs> the demarcation zone. Uh never mind. Um so Nixon tells Zap that they have to get off the planet beca- before the bomb goes off. And Lemon is in the shower like bomb? What bomb? And so Zap basically just divulges the whole plan. They implanted a bomb in Bender. That's going to go off when he says the word that he says most often. Mm-hmm. We also get treated to a fantastic list of Bender's most commonly used words mm-hmm. in like this whole presentation. Well, it's it's a it's a reference to Letterman's. Top no, I, I I get it. I'm just saying it's it's a. I'm saying the production the value is way more than you'd expect. Is the thing. Um, it's Bender, though. The 10 most frequently words Bender uses are chump, chumpet, yours, up, pimpmobile, <laughs> bite, my, shiny, daffodil, and of course, number one is ass. I, I love uh, the way that Zap says pimpmobile. It is a pretty good way. He's like, pimpmobile. There's, there's just so many like consonant sounds that are just perfect in that sentence. 
Um, so once it's revealed that the word is asked that he has to say, everyone seems terrified. And Fry says, we don't have long. Fry decides that he needs to go save Bender because, of course, Bender is his best friend. Sure. So he's like, all I need to do is beat up those guards in front of that helicopter and then steal the helicopter. And then all of a sudden, Lemon jumps in, beats him up, and he's like, I did it. Wait a minute. That's not me. <laughs> and and Lemon is like, come on, let's go save Bender. You want to save Bender too, Lemon? And then it's like, Fry, come on, it's me. And he's like, Hermes? <laughs> like, yeah, totally, yeah, to- totally Hermes. Yeah, if, if Hermes was going to go undercover, he would put on a purple goatee. Absolutely. Uh-huh. At that point, Zap also comes up and sees the two of them holding hands, and he gets really jealous. He's like, but I thought, you, you two are very good friends? I thought, I thought we could be very good friends. And then Leela just beats him up. And well, because he's about to arrest them, right? Leela beats him up, and then he, she is like, "Hey, Zap!" and like takes off her helmet, and he's like, "Oh, thank God! I've never been so happy to be beaten up by a girl." The way he says that too is just perfect. Like, I've never been so happy to be beaten up by a woman. And then they steal the helicopter and fly off. And meanwhile, the negotiations are going on, which I love oh so very much. Yeah, Bender's had a few near misses where he's you know. He's about to say ass like this. This chair is too hard. It's a real pain in the. How do you say lower back? Meanwhile, the balls are like he bounced three meters into the air. Then he bounced one point eight meters into the air. Then he bounced four meters into the air. I really appreciate the very strict like the first two bounces are like literally how physics physics would work in that situation. And then added the extra kind of like extraordinary bounce. I also just love that Kissinger's like, Mr. Ambassador, we tell the same story back home. <laughs> There's a lot of a lot of ball bouncing. And again, Bender's like, if I have to keep listening to these balls talk about bouncing, I'm going to shove things up there. Wait, where do you shove things up a ball? <laughs> I love this show. Me too. Meanwhile... The the chopper gets to the negotiation point because uh, Leela followed the bouncing balls. Fry is going to jump uh, with a parachute. And then he's like, Leela, I need you to push me. And she's like, I already did. And yeah, sure enough, he's falling and opens the parachute a bit late and lands with kind of a thud. And then gets mostly just, a thud just gets attacked by balls C- covered in balls, J- balls as far as the eye can see just all up on Fry. All up on Fry. He manages to fight them off, and then he gets one that he kind of rides. Like, it's bouncing toward the uh, the building where these negotiations are happening. Uh, he says, finally, war has made me a man. Whee! And then uh, back to the negotiations where Kissinger says, basically, we need to make peace because we've all seen too many body bags and ball sacks. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why that would be named that is very funny to me. Fry rushes in and... Because Bender is about to say, bite my shiny metal. And then Fry says, no, Bender, you can't say it because there's this bomb. And he, he reveals the whole plan. Sure. I believe I believe Bender in response says, up yours, chump. I've said it 609 <laughs> times this morning. <laughs> I also love how they pepper all of his his favorite words 
uh, according to that list all through this episode. Like, there's a point where he's like, hot diggity daffodil. A thing he's <laughs> literally never said on the show before. <laughs> but, like, they got to make sure that all of those words get used, which is, is good. It's good writing. I it's appreciate very good. that. Bender, once once it's revealed that he has a bomb inside of him, he, he's, he laughs maniacally and uh, he says he has the upper hand now. So with that bit of information, he, I mean, he's just about to blow the whole place sky high because he'd rather kill himself than have to keep listening to these balls talk about bouncing. They One dis- of the balls says, please don't bounce off the handle. <laughs> they decide to give up. Earth wins. The planet is theirs, and then Fry's like, wait a minute. We're the evil invading aliens? Correct. Nevertheless, all the balls fly off of the planet. All in different directions. And uh, Earth wins. A newspaper points out... The new 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 York Post. The headline says, War over. Balls thoroughly licked. (laughs) It's a very ball-heavy episode. I told you. The rest of this episode is balls. So... Back at Planet Express, they are doing some surgery on Bender, mm-hmm. and uh, they they wake him up by slapping him a couple times, and he's like, am I fixed? Can I say the word I love so very, very much? Uh, they say that they couldn't remove it. It's, it's held in there with glue or something. <laughs> um, and Bender gets real sad, because he's like, what's the point of living if I can't say ass? And, and, every, and he's like, wait, I didn't, everything didn't blow up. And they reveal that they changed it to one of the words he almost never says. After he's like, ass, 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 ass. So he then uh, tries to figure out what the word is. Uh, he, there's a kind of a list. They're all saying, don't try to plan it. Just stop. Don't blow up the planet. Um, but here's the, the, uh, the list of things he thinks might be it. Please. Thanks. Sorry. Funderful. <laughs> non-alcoholic. Compassion, shrimp toast, antiquing, and then everything explodes. Uh huh. And that's where the episode ends, uh, which means that it is time for grades. This episode's a lot of fun. Um, sure. I th- I think it's ki- it's kind of a weird, like atypical sort of Futurama episode, as far as I'm concerned, because all of a sudden the humor is like. We're going to be talking about balls a lot. Like the entire <laughs> the entire second half of the episode is just like ball jokes, which I I mean, I like we've been laughing about balls for a while now. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to pretend that I occasionally am 12 years old at heart and love some good ball jokes. Um, but it is sort of atypical because there's no it's it's one of those episodes where it is just kind of a lot of stuff all happening um just a lot of jokes all in together but they're good jokes i love the like everything from the big pink which we forgot to mention henry kissinger points out that oh yes that that's fry, what we put the pin in for fry has the uh, breath uh, breath as fresh as a summer ham like <laughs> good good jokes across the board um and even like it's a zap heavy episode but like even even Zap's lines, while occasionally creepy because he's Zap, like even then, like they're good. It's good humor. Like I like I like all the jokes and stuff about it. And but just because it is it is a little bit of an atypical sort of thing. I never. It's weird because I never really look forward to watching this episode, mm-hmm. but when I do, I always really enjoy it. Which I'm not sure what that disconnect is there. Um, 
but it's really enjoyable. I laugh a lot, so um, I'm going to give it a B plus for Balls Plus. Balls Plus. Um, I'm I'm kind of on the same boat with you. I'm not, I never really look forward to it, but it is an enjoyable episode. There's a lot of good jokes. You know, the plot is kind of funny in, in its own way, especially when it turns out that they Earth was invading this planet with for basically no reason that we can foresee because it has no natural resources or strategic value of any kind. But the jokes serve the episode well. The fact that, you know, Leela ends up being a major hero of the episode kind of redeems the fact that, you know, some of it can be a little sexist throughout the episode, especially with Zap, but we're always also talking about Zap, so Right. Um, I think you're you're right. Generally, or along the board, um, I think it's a really good episode. But again, not one I'm going to look forward to. So I I'm I'll give it a B plus as well. For balls plus balls plus times two, <laughs> two balls plus two balls plus. So with with that, uh, that's all for this week. I feel we've we've maybe talked about balls enough for one week. So. Uh, if you want to get in contact with us and talk anything about Futurama or candles, apparently, <laughs> um, or hopefully not balls, but you know, just whatever you want to want to talk to us about, uh, you can always feel free to drop us a line. You can email us at back to the Futurama podcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at back to Futurama with the hashtag fine mesh green or the hashtag two balls plus. <laughs> <laughs> or you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash back to Futurama. Uh, we are also on iTunes uh, podcasts. So uh, feel free to rate, review, and subscribe. It really helps other people, other Futurama fans find the podcast. And until next week, uh, this is us signing off from this ball heavy episode mm-hmm. of Back to the Futurama. Uh, balls to the Futurama. Balls to the Futurama. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. Goodbye Goodbye from from the world of tomorrow. tomorrow.